Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here with Andrew, week eight, lots of fun stuff happening. All right, week eight. Uh, really, it was, it was a light week, a lot of good games, though, not really big major games. Uh, first one, Michigan uh, obliterates Wisconsin. And I said last week that Wisconsin would probably keep it close within a score because in the past, they've only had two 11-plus point losses since 2011, which is a crazy stat, and both were the national champions that year. Uh, 2014 Ohio State, they lost like 50 nothing in the conference championship. Then 2015 Alabama, they lost week one big. But Michigan dominated this game from the start. Wisconsin, there was a stat like Hornybrook was like 0 of 12 in like the second quarter, like something like that. Like Michigan was just not allowing any things. They've improved a lot from really the first quarter against Notre Dame. Like they were bad for a quarter this year, and that's going to cost them. They have a tough schedule for the the Big Ten, playing at Michigan State, at Ohio State, and Penn State down the stretch. So, I mean, it, it got it's a lot tougher. Michigan State just upset Penn State this weekend out of nowhere. So, it's going to be tough. But, again, this is like something here at Notre Dame. Fan. This improves Notre Dame's resume a lot. Yeah. Because that Michigan win didn't really look that great because Michigan's schedule had like, had like five preseason top 15 teams on it. Yeah, it's so only getting better. Three, four losses. I mean, they may only lose two games now, being Ohio State, Notre Dame. Right. So that's going to be a top ten one at the end of the year for Notre Dame and anyone at Ohio State. So it's a big one. Wisconsin still controls the Big Ten West, but the fourth best teams of the Big Ten might all be in the East. Yeah. And Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. How good is Michigan State? I feel like they've been a letdown. Yeah, I, they, were, they were my pick to win the, uh, the Big Ten East this year, the end of the year. I liked what D'Antonio's doing, Brian Rocky quarterback, but I mean, they lost to Herm Edwards like in week two, and they've been like consistently lost to Northwestern last week, but they're, they're, like you kind of know what you're getting from them. And usually that's like an eight and four, nine and three year, but this year they like lost a couple games they probably shouldn't have, and they go on the road this week, beat Penn State, when Trace McSorley has, two, he had zero home losses going into a couple weeks ago at Ohio State, now he has two back to back. Yeah. Like that was, <laughs> I didn't even see that coming. 
Washington pulling off the upset in overtime. And I know Chase hates on Browning a lot. Uh, but he deserved to win this game. He played really good. Yeah. The kicker missed a game winner from like 40 out. But I, mean, I wasn't all too – I watched this game a little bit. I wasn't all too impressed with Oregon. Uh, Herbert, he, he's probably the best quarterback in the draft for right now. He's kind of like the – in my eyes, like the Sam Darnold of this class. Like he's going to be probably the most polished prospect. Uh, he, it's kind of an odd comparison. He reminds me of like a Colin Kaepernick type. Like, he's mobile. He's really athletic. He has a strong arm. He is more accurate than a Kaepernick. I was going to say, he seems build. accurate. Yeah, he's really accurate. Like, but, like, the athletic build of him, like he can move out of the pocket. He runs a lot of pistol. That's what Kaepernick ran in yeah. in college. He runs almost, like, I was, like, Oregon's, like, they want to keep that hurry up with Mario Cristobal. They're kind of, like, they want to keep the Chip Kelly element of let's go quick, but they want to bring in the power run game and that's what they've been doing in Oregon and it's worked so far this year mm-hmm. Herbert's the perfect guy for it he can play action he's rolling out of the pocket hitting guys so they look decent but to me the pac is out of the playoffs now I guess if Oregon runs it maybe but like they don't have a, their strongest out of conference game was like San Jose State so that's not great Washington was probably their only hope but even that went over or that loss to Auburn's looking really bad now yeah and Stanford lost to Notre Dame, USC's lost to Texas, Colorado just lost to USC, so they're probably out of the playoffs now, mm-hmm. which opened up the door for a second SEC team, Notre Dame, see like see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, the other big game I threw on here, USC, late game against Colorado, they dominated the game. It was like 31-7, Colorado tried to keep back at an onside kick, a couple more scores. Daniels is improving from the Texas debacle at the end of the year that Stanford and Texas games. Mm-hmm. He's looking pretty good. Not Sam Darnold good in his freshman year or first year, but uh, well, this and all he had actually it was seven up in Colorado. They ran Wildcat with him, and this guy like I think I talked about him a little bit last week. Yeah, you he did. Plays like Wildcat QB, running back, wide receiver. Only had eleven touches, hundred eighteen yards, which is a lot down from his average. Like, if Colorado were able to like win this game and go like eleven and one, he could probably be in New York for the Heisman. But Jesus. a loss here is bad for him. But uh, the Pac-12 South, USC probably now wins it with that head-to-head win, barring an upset later in the year. But I think they had control of it. But overall, the Pac-12, it's the same story. They just eat, like, just beat each other up. No one big team emerges. Yeah. I think uh, Washington, a couple years ago, in 2016, they were in the playoff in Oregon the first year. Besides that, they've been shut out the other two years. Mm-hmm. And looks like a third in five years for them. All right, the SEC this week. Uh, Missouri, the primetime game playing Alabama. Uh, <laughs> not great, but it was really interesting that the Missouri defense, which I think is the worst defense in pro and college outside the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, like, they did pretty well against Alabama. I mean, like, Tua had 10 incompletions. He had 25 all year going into this game. Like, and this is a pass defense. It's like 118th in the country. But, like, in the red zone, I think Alabama was only 3 of 7 scoring touchdowns. They had three field goals. They also had a turnover on downs. They had Tua's first turnover of the year. He fumbled. He horsed, or had a strip sack on him. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, really, it was kind of an interesting, like, the, first, the second play of the game, we got burned deep, but whatever. That's... Uh, Drew Locke wasn't great, but... I mean, he hasn't been good in a couple uh, weeks. 
Yeah. They should have beaten South Carolina. The Georgia game, they left it away. I think they could have won that game. This game is Alabama. I mean, every, everyone's getting dusted at Alabama. And Missouri actually played them probably closest. I mean, besides like a two-minute run in the second quarter where there's a, like a touchdown, a fumble, and a touchdown, this game was actually really competitive. Second, or, uh, second half, Missouri held them to a touchdown. I think they got safety. Block out safety. That was bad. But they only had Alabama to a touchdown, and starters are in for Alabama to the fourth. Like, I think I said last week also, like, I think Missouri can keep it competitive and make starters play in the fourth. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, both sides of the ball had starters in. I was surprised. I don't know if you saw the play where they brought Jalen Hurts in and they, like, handed it off to him. He, like, rolled out. Like, he, has, he was in motion, a wide receiver. Yep. Like, so, the jet sweep, he got the handoff, rolled back around and threw a pass. I did so not like see a that. a really creative play. I don't know why they used that against Mizzou. Like, that was... <laughs> like, why are you running, like, like... Like, save that for the playoff. Like... I guess so, I yeah. I don't know why they... they I don't were, know. Like, running these, like, gadget plays. And uh, I had this comparison for Tua. He, he got hurt during this game, but he ended up jogging off. Like, I was hoping he wouldn't, like, tear his ACL. Could Missouri have been kicked out of the conference? Nick Saban would have had a vote. <laughs> Missouri would be, Missouri be heading back to the Big 12, packing their stuff up. But... To me, Tua is like what Kevin Durant was with the Golden State Warriors. And I think this is a really interesting comparison because they can win. Like, we know Golden State was up 3-1 without Kevin Durant. And yeah. LeBron pulled off the comeback, and they won. But if you would have, like, ran it back the next year, the same rosters, Kevin Durant State in Oklahoma City, you probably say the odds-on favorite to win would have been Golden State. This one's 70-39. Tua, like, he came out of the game, and Jalen Hurts did just fine, like, Yep. They didn't let him throw a lot, which is interesting, but like it's just two is like the Kevin Durant. They put him over the top. They put him so much better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like to me, this was a competitive game, and it was a twenty-nine point game. Like, it wasn't. Close. Yeah. And I haven't watched a full game of Alabama yet, and I was actually a lot of two passes are like fifty yards down the field. Like I'm not like saying like, but their guys are like wide open. Like I'm I'm saying like this is more of a detriment to Jalen Hurts. Like. Like, these guys are running wide open, and I know it's Missouri, but they've been running wide open on everybody. And, yeah. like, I get, like, two is really good, but, like, he's hitting a lot of guys just with 10 yards of space around uh-huh. him. Like, they're wide open, so not a lot of, like, big throws he's making. But, I mean, he's still the best quarterback in the conference. Uh, yeah, so I just thought of that comparison. He's like the Kevin Durant. Put him over yeah, the top. that's interesting. I do. I thought you were going to go the route of, I just joined the best team. No, well, yeah. That, that's completely different. Account. Yeah. I mean, like, like yeah, it's totally had, different. Alabama's never had a like a big time QB commit. Like, never. Uh, their last big commit commit was Blake Barnett, and he's at South Florida now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, they're undefeated now, but he's at South Florida now. He bounced around. He transferred. So like, they don't get these big big name guys. Like two years ago, they won with Jacob Coker, or three years ago, they won <laughs> Jacob Coker quarterback, yeah. and he was a Florida State backup under Winston. Yeah. And he transferred in. They won with him. Uh, a couple years before they had Blake Sims, who was a running back, and they played him quarterback, went to the playoff. Like, they can win with anybody at quarterback, but it just puts him over to the top. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about Mizzou later, but uh, LSU, they uh, turned the SEC upside down. They destroyed Georgia. It was yeah, what the hell? Game. Uh, well, I, I don't want to, like, I should have probably said something last week, but I didn't get surprised by this. Georgia hasn't really, like, done anything that impressive so far this year. I mean, they had a good one at South Carolina. They had a good one at Missouri. And besides that, they looked very mediocre. Like, 
they're not like to me they, were, they felt like a lot like Clemson they were not blowing anybody out they weren't like they just weren't winning big and it's just when you get into a game that's competitive like this against LSU a team is going to run the ball stop the run and just try to beat you like that like Georgia ran like a fake field goal in like the second quarter <laughs> they got down there it was like 0-0 zero, zero, and they like ran like the West Miles like fake where the holder throws it behind his head and their kicker like just got just just, just gets killed I'm like ugh <laughs> Yeah. He's never he's taking the three points, trusting his defense, and then LSU just 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 it was a lot like it was bigger than the score margin. Like it was like a it felt like a forty point. Wow. Georgia had no chance. Fromm was bad. They couldn't really run the ball that well. LSU was up sixty nothing at the half, and it was just all facets of the game. Just it's just a bad for Georgia. They have a gauntlet coming up. They play they have a bye week, and they play Florida and Jacksonville that neutral side game. At Kentucky and Auburn, Auburn's reeling now, but it's still a rivalry game. You never know in those. Yeah. So I think, do you remember me texting you at the end of the year about Georgia? You were saying, like, you don't have, like, I texted you my final four, and you said, Yeah, I no, Georgia. Where's Georgia at? And I said, They play a gauntlet of a schedule. They play yeah. four tough road games or away from home South Carolina, Missouri, LSU, Kentucky, and they got to play Florida and Auburn still. Like that. It's a gauntlet of a schedule plus uh-huh. the SEC championship. Georgia's probably out of the playoff now unless they win the SEC. Yeah, unless they beat all, so, uh, Alabama. Yeah, so the two-team dream for the SEC, I think, is gone. I don't – like, they'd have to have Georgia undefeated. Like, that's what – because LSU still has to play Alabama. So, one of those teams is getting a loss. Yeah. So, yeah. and as for LSU playing Alabama, I think LSU can give them a really good game because – I, I don't know. Or is there, I, there's something about him. Like, I don't know. This LSU team, Burrow's not great, but he's better than any quarterback they've had since, like, Zach Renberger. So, mm-hmm. I, like, it just gives them, like, as long as you have something, a quarterback like last week, it, you can see Burrow wasn't great. This week, when they were in control of the game, he knew what he was doing. Like, was conservative, not really conservative, but just managing the game well. Like, yeah. He, he knows what he's doing. Uh Florida uh, was down 21 to 3 to Vandy. Noon kickoff. They wake up. They win by 10, 37 27. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Derek Mason, Dan Mullen, like yelling fest or what. I don't know what was going on. Like, uh, a Vandy player was down hurt near the Florida sideline. Mason walked over there, like, checked on his player. But they started, like, exchanging words. The bench is cleared. What like, the hell? I don't know. And then, like, everyone's, like, saying who won a wrestling match. Uh, Derek Mason or Dan Mullen. <laughs> Uh, Mason would win that. I'm just going to put that out there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Florida, they're continuing to rise up. They have lost to Kentucky early, but since then they've beaten Mississippi State. They've beaten uh, LSU last week. So for LSU to turn out and beat Georgia, that was pretty impressive. But Florida, they have a showdown with Georgia next week, or two weeks. On the rise. Then, yeah, they're a lot better than I thought they would be. Uh, yeah, I, like, because... Their talent last year, like they were bad last year. Like, yep. <laughs> like I think they were four and eight or five and seven. They weren't very good. And Dan Mullen's coming. He's got Felipe Franks working the offense well. A guy who I thought like was gonna be like a bust, but he's he. I it's kind of like the no. He's a, he's better than Joe Burrow, but like he knows what to do. Like he's not making dumb mistakes. I think he's only behind Tua for touchdown passes in the SEC. Oh wow. So like, yeah. So Florida. Uh, that's probably a loss coming down the road from Mizzou, but oh well. Uh, Auburn, um, 
I also tend to see. That's not great. <laughs> no, and I watched most of this game, and Tennessee uh, dominate. I, I don't know what Auburn or Gus Malzahn offense or what is happening because like, their, their offensive line cannot block anybody. They're, like, they can't run the ball. They don't try to run the ball. Stidham looks bad. He's like, he, like whenever he is like not getting sacked, like he has good protection, he's like shocked. And he, like, gets all wide-eyed and, like, overthrows <laughs> people. Like, he was supposed to be, like, in the conversation for, like, best quarterback in this class. He might be going back to school. Man. Like, yeah. Auburn has been bad. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like I said a couple weeks ago, they were, like, barely, they only scored, like, 28 on Southern Miss or something like that. Like, they, their offense is just struggling. Like, I, I don't know if they win. Like, I, I don't want to say they won't win any more conference games, but, like, in the SEC, if you can't put up points, you're gonna lose. Like, yep. You can, I, Tennessee put up 30, and they've had nothing on offense. And their defense is always good. Jeremy Crow is a good coach. So Tennessee, this is a huge win for them. They're their first conference win since 2016 against Missouri, I think. So they've lost like Jesus. 11, 12 in a row. And being Tennessee, you don't really. <laughs> that's not the best thing. No. But uh, Tennessee, I think they can make it a bowl game. They're three and three right now. They're they can probably rally to have a couple wins. Uh, A&M went on the road to South Carolina and did what Mizzou couldn't do and won 26-23. The thing was, the starter play this week for South Carolina, Jake Bentley, he was bad. So, uh, like, we played we played the backup quarterback who tore us up and he's like, yeah, we're going to go back to Bentley. And, <laughs> um, and then the last game between uh, – Ole Miss and Arkansas, probably the two worst teams in the conference. Uh, Ole Miss pulls out 37-33. And I was also going to say this. A lot of people think the SEC West is better than the SEC East. I I would say it's not. Like, the SEC West might have the best team. I have the two best teams in Alabama and LSU. But besides that, if you look at the rest of their division, A&M is okay. Mississippi State's ranked. They shouldn't be. Auburn's bad. Ole Miss is just like the most one-dimensional offense in history. Or one-dimensional one team in history. Arkansas is bad, and really SEC East, like Georgia's good, Florida's good, Kentucky's good, South Carolina's like like a mediocre team, Missouri's a mediocre team, Vandy's competitive, like Tennessee won at Auburn, like Auburn's supposed to be like the third best team in the West, Tennessee beat them, and Tennessee's by far the worst team in the East, so there's this narrative out there that the East is better than the West, I think the whole SEC is overrated in general, because like the SEC, how the SEC works is you beat a ranked team. If you're unranked, you get ranked. Yeah, that's just how it works. Yeah, and then, it's like, always been like, like that. Last week they had eight or nine teams in the top twenty-five, and like that—that's absurd. Like one third of the best teams in the country are not in the SEC. Yeah, like, it just that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Uh, some upsets, big upsets this week. Iowa State <laughs> takes down West Virginia, six-ranked West Virginia. Uh, That's not good. I don't know if you ever seen like Iowa State like they win, they rush the field, they start playing Sweet Caroline, <laughs> the whole crowd's chanting. It's one of the coolest things. Uh, but Matt Campbell, the coach of Iowa State, he has now three top six wins at ISU. That's more than Chris Peterson and Harbaugh combined. That's insane. I thought that was a really interesting set. He beat West Virginia this year, and he also beat TCU, who was fourth ranked last year, Oklahoma at Oklahoma, who was third ranked last year. So Iowa State's this. I thought they'd be. Decent this year. They got off to a bad start. I think they would start off 0 and 3 or 1 and 2. So they're turning back around. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Like a they're eight and four team probably or eight and four, seven and five team this year, but they're always a team that can, that pulls off one of these games a year. They're kinda of like it's like Pittsburgh Pittsburgh won against like Clemson when they won the national title. They beat Miami last year when they were like eleven and 0. So they always get one of these big ones a year. Uh, they were out possessed by fifteen minutes, West Virginia. Only fifteen passing attempts for Will Greer, who's probably the most prolific yeah. in the country. What like, the hell? He throws all over the place. And really I like I think West Virginia was up fourteen seven and then they just did not score the rest of the game. Iowa State shut them down. So Big Twelve, I don't know if they're out of the playoffs yet. But it might maybe be. West Virginia, Texas, or Oklahoma to run the table. Yeah. And that's... That's tough. Texas still plays West Virginia. West Virginia plays Oakland still. Yeah, not great. Uh, Michigan State, talked about this earlier. They beat Penn State uh, 21-17. Yeah, they ran a fake field with five minutes left. It was... Instead of tying the game, they went a fake field goal. I, I didn't really understand that. But it ended up working. Uh, they a touchdown pass. I think like 22 seconds left. Just shocking Penn State. The place was like quiet. I had to watch this game back because I didn't really like pay attention to this. Uh, it was a 2.30. I was watching LSU in Georgia, a couple other games, Oregon and Washington. But like this game flew under the radar, and that's what sometimes happens for these upsets to get pulled off. Like no one's really looking at yeah, this Yeah, nobody's game. watching. If they comes in, experienced coach, experienced team, beats Penn State, knocks them out of the playoff contention. Um, they're back in the top 25. They played Michigan next week. Uh, so that's a big game. Uh, Miami uh, loses to Virginia 16-13. Virginia finally beat the 16 seed. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So a couple months cool to too late. Yeah, a couple months too late. Uh, ACC is definitely the worst conference. Um, but they, got, they have Clemson and North Carolina State's 5-0. and They haven't played anybody, though. But outside of that, like Virginia Tech's probably the third best team, and they uh. won the Old Dominion. Florida State's not great. Uh, yeah, so like if it came down to like, I don't think it will, but if it came down to like a Notre Dame being undefeated and the Clemson being undefeated for like the final spot, I would take Notre Dame because like they're two best. They're, like it wouldn't even be close. Clemson's best win is going to be North Carolina State and at Texas A&M. Yeah. And then like Virginia Tech in the conference title game. Notre Dame would have won at Virginia Tech. They would have won at USC, played Stanford, played Michigan. Like, and they play five ACC teams a year. Notre Dame does. This year they play, like, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, a couple other teams. But, like, they play half an ACC schedule a year. Yeah, they do. And, yeah. Oh, they play Pittsburgh this week, yeah. They signed, they, uh, they signed that deal with every sport but football. Yeah. And they have to play five. 
five. It's like yeah. the road. It's a they're, really, they're basically in the conference, but they're not really in the conference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they basically sign that so they can play Stanford, USC, Navy every year. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why they did that. But um, Notre Dame, uh, I didn't know this game started at one thirty. I thought it was a typical 2.30 Notre Dame start. So oh, it's yeah. like 2.20. And I'm like, all right, Notre Dame's about to start. So I throw it on NBC and they're losing. Yep. I'm like, oh, what a, what a surprise this is. Uh, I I said they would roll, but I, Pittsburgh always I, I don't know like they always pull off one of these a year. I think, and they got blown out by Penn State. So I didn't think they would be competitive. Well, I was wrong. Hopefully uh, that was a Notre Dame letdown. Hopefully they got past it. Hopefully yeah, that, that was, was it. I, I saw people saying like 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 Notre Dame. Oh, they like Clemson blows out Pittsburgh. Like Clemson lost to Pittsburgh two years ago. Like at home. Like it's it's. They won the game. Like, I'm not going to – don't overreact to this. It's kind of like the Oklahoma Army game. Yeah. Like, don't overreact to it. It's kind of a fl- – did Pittsburgh – how did Pittsburgh – did it really like a kickoff return? Is that how they scored on one of them? Yeah. On like, the, the opening really kick on the second half was he ran it back. Yeah. And then they were getting so, pressure all day. Yeah, I'm not I – don't, I don't take a lot out of this. They're going in their bye week. They're kind of looking past this. So, they're still 7-0. They still should roll the rest of the schedule. But – you never know at this point. I mean, yeah. You never know at this point. But uh, a couple other near upsets. Uh, Texas hanging on against Baylor, 23-17. They scored zero in the second half. Ellinger got hurt. Uh, Shane Bouchel came in, closed the door for him. Really, just Baylor. They held off Baylor. Basically, a defensive effort. Uh, Baylor uh, was always tuning into this. They were like always getting close to the red zone, forcing punts late, missed field goals. So Texas. They avoid the letdown, really. Like, yeah. they had that big win against Oklahoma. They avoid the letdown. Uh, so, they're still they – are now with West Virginia losing. They control the, their destiny. Somehow. They control, they control, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, – they lost to Maryland. Like, they, <laughs> they lost to Maryland. <laughs> for two years in a row. Uh, uh, number 10, the defending national champions, UCF. Uh, come back to beat Memphis 31-30. This game was like 30-14 and a half, I want to say, maybe 30-16. And Memphis, and then the USC comes back. It's just, they, they got hit with the uh, the Mizzou hurricane that happened in South Carolina. Yeah, the hurricane came to Memphis this week <laughs> and saved UCF. That was really interesting. They're, Memphis is a running back. Like, I think his name is Daryl Henderson. He had like 200 yards. He Jesus. might be the best running back. If you're looking for like a Kareem Hunt next year or the Kamara, it's probably Daryl Henderson from Memphis. He's... Really good. Like I think he, I don't know if he's leading in rushing, but he has, he has an insane yards per carry. And Mizzou plays them next week, so that's a interesting game. Uh, but UCF, if they want playoff consideration, you can't be pulling out a one point win against yeah. Memphis. So uh, uh, that's there. South Florida. Uh, I mentioned them earlier. Come back to beat Tulsa. It was like one five. <laughs> but I put this on here. AAC East is. Uh, have three undefeated teams left, Cincinnati, USF, UCF. And if they all stay undefeated, they play each other like the last three weeks. I think it's like Cincy, UCF, the next week Cincy, USF, and the last week's UCF, USF. So, like, that's really, like, that can come down to like 11-1, yeah. 11-1, 11-1. That's interesting. Yeah, and likely the winner of that division, the winner of that conference gets into the group of six, the group of five bid into the playoff six bowls or however that works like yeah. the cotton bowl or whatever they get into like the winner of that division is probably getting into that uh, some other games Nebraska's 0-6 uh, lost 34-31 I think Northwestern pulled off a like a 
yard drive, like no timeouts and a minute left to force OT, and they win an OT. Nebraska went for it on fourth and one. It was a bad snap. We like threw it up. It was picked off. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, people were like writing articles off Scott Frost's buyout. Like, that's not a thing. Like, they're not trying to run him. Like, they're not planning on winning now. Like, I don't know why people understand that. He's yeah. bringing in his guys. He has Clearly. He's class coming in. Like, he, he knows how to win. Like, he went to UCF. They were 0-12, and, and he turned around being 13 or 14-0, whatever they were last year, and claiming the national championship. So, yeah. Like, they, they, Nebraska is fine. Like, they're, they're fine. Uh, Maryland destroyed Rutgers 34-7. I put this on here because Rutgers passing the football was 2 of 17 for 8 yards and 5 interceptions. <laughs> uh, that, would give Nathan, that would give Nathan Peterman a run for his money. But, like, <laughs> I, um, yeah, so. Not great. how Rutgers found the end zone. I didn't really look at that, but. I don't know how Rutgers found the end zone there. Like it looked like they were struggling. Um, <laughs> Purdue looked up Illinois forty-six to seven. Purdue's pretty good. Just wanna Sounds like it. They're they're a pretty good team. Looks uh, like UCLA it. UCLA wins. UCLA wins thirty-seven-seven against Cal. Chip's first win at UCLA. They came close to beating Washington last week. They beat Cal. Good thing they're not, they're not going to win twelve. We don't wish that on anybody. But uh, also, Cal was ranked like three weeks ago. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Never any, never again. Yeah, so they lost by 30 to a team with 0-5, so they can say goodbye to their rankings. Uh, the bowl-eligible teams this week, these teams got bowl-eligible UCF, uh, South Florida, Texas, Michigan, LSU, Florida, and the powerhouses of Buffalo and North Texas. <laughs> yes. Six wins. Congrats on the, like the, I don't know, like the potato bowl or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Player of the week, Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State. I, I wouldn't say he's the Heisman frontrunner right now because I was going to say like a jumbled mess. This guy's putting up crazy but numbers. He's seventy-five percent, four hundred twelve yards, three touchdowns. I think he has like twenty-five touchdowns this year. Like I don't. That, that's that's ridiculous. This guy's really yeah. good. I, he's not like your Ohio State, Florida, Urban Meyer like dual threat QB. He sits in the pocket and makes throws. Like he doesn't. He's not mobile. Yeah, he's not no Braxton Miller, not JT Barrett, Cardell Jones. He's making the throws, and this game was a lot closer against Minnesota. Uh, it was third to fourteen. It was like twenty, like fourteen for a little bit, like a long time actually. Minnesota was really controlling the clock on the ball, and then Ohio State pulled away because Ohio State they got Haskins, you know. So I, I would, if I had to say today who wins the Heisman, I would say it's Haskins, but. Because he has the opportunity to do it. Alabama doesn't play like they play LSU in an SEC championship. Like, but that's not a lot of like big marquee games for Alabama. Ohio State they play Michigan. Yeah. They play Michigan State. They play Wisconsin probably in the Big Ten title game. Yeah. They're gonna be in a lot closer games. Alabama's blowing teams out. A lot of their hype moments is the fourth quarter. Right, like, right, right, right. Like last year, Baker Mayfield planting the flag at Ohio State. Like, <laughs> right. That was, his big moment yeah. winning that game. Like, Tua doesn't have those games because you're number one the whole year. Mm-hmm. So that's like, if I had to guess who wins the Heisman, I don't know if we're even talking about who wins the Heisman. I, I, that's who's going to win. Like, it can be completely someone off the board at this point. Like, yeah. Because Kyler Murray has a loss at Oklahoma. Haskins, they're undefeated, but like, you never know. They have a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, Will Gird has lost. Herbert has a loss. So. You never know who like it's still too early to even like project who can go. Uh, if I had to say, like I think Haskins wins right. Uh, top games next week: Michigan, Michigan State, big rivalry. 
for some reason it starts at noon and I can't watch that. So that'll be fun. Uh, Oklahoma, TCU, uh, could be a potential trap game, but TCU has looked bad. They came off a bye this week off of Texas Tech. Uh, by the way, Texas Tech held TCU to 14 points. The uh, infamous defense Finally. gave up like 70 to Oklahoma in that Patrick Mahomes-Mayfield game. It's like infamous. Like the 800-yard Mahomes game. Yeah, and the, uh, through like yeah. 97 passes or something. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Texas Tech is starting to play a little defense. Uh, NC State goes to Clemson, both undefeated. Tough. Uh, really, this might be Clemson's best game of the year in their last. If they win this, they're in the playoff, really, because there's no competition on their schedule. Uh, Colorado goes to Washington. Um, another Washington loss. That, that fully eliminates them from the playoff. So... You can't. Right? They got to win out from here. Uh, Mississippi State goes to LSU. A rain matchup. LSU one win away from a bye week to play Alabama. So that could be a eight and zero, seven and one, big time showdown between the two best teams in the SEC. Ohio State goes to Purdue. Uh, I don't want to say watch out. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you just did. You know what? Like I, I, I said, I think I said last week, like Notre Dame was going to cover. So I'm obviously not good at this. So I think Purdue keeps it within. Like it was 12, and I like wrote this. It's already at the 14. I just checked, and I, I think they keep it within this. It's on. It's a Saturday night game it's on ABC for some reason. I don't know why. Like why they're going to Purdue or whatever. But you never know, man. Purdue has looked really good since losing to Missouri. Yeah. Not only they've lost since they played Missouri. So uh, Oregon goes to Washington State. Fun fact, college game is going to Washington State, and it's the first time ever. And if I've watched this show, like, periodically, I don't, like, watch it that much, but they have a guy in the back, if you, like, watch any college game they clips, who waves the Washington State old crimson flat. <laughs> and he's been at every single college game day for, like, 10 years or something like that. Or, like, what? 10 years. And they're finally going to Washington State for the first time. That's going to be crazy. And I think they pull off the upset beat Oregon. They're the Pac-12 in a total chaos. So, because why not? Like, Pac-12's already eating themselves up. Why not just flip it completely upside down? Yeah. Mike Leach, the air raid, one with zero rushing yards like three weeks ago. Why not? <laughs> All right. So, the best thing about Missouri getting past Alabama, a tough stretch of the schedule, is they're back to playing group of five teams. So, they always cover against group of five teams. I've told you this. I've, yeah. Like, I don't know how. They always cover against group of five teams. They were eight-point favorites, already up to ten. Missouri, they, they're going to run the ball. Just run the ball. Memphis, Memphis can't stop the run. They lost the Navy. They lost the Tulane. They lost the UCF. Like, I think it was three top 50. They played three top 50 rushing offenses. They lost all three. And then they played – every other team they played been outside the top 50, and they won. So, Missouri's like 30th, something like that. Missouri knows how to stop the run also. Like, that's actually surprising. They stop the run, and they hold teams to field goals, which – they're like a hundred and like eighteenth in passing offense. Once they get into the red zone, they're twenty fifth in holding touchdowns. Jesus, twenty like fifth touchdown percentage. So that's the most interesting. Like that's like New England stuff. Like New England lets you get all the way down to the red zone and they play defense. So uh, I think Missouri covers that ten to ten points per eight, whatever it is. They'll, they'll cover. Like they're gonna win. They're Emmanuel Hall's out again. Their big play receiver. His father unfortunately passed away, so that that sucks. Oh, but, that's uh, not good. Yeah, he's been out. Or he's, that's gonna be four games in a row. He was out. Like, he was out against Georgia, even though he played. He was out. He does a decoy the whole game. Yeah. So th- that's really been Drew Locke's 
problem to me. Like, Jalen Knox, he's a great freshman receiver. He's going to be a good receiver at Mizzou, but they haven't had Nate Brown two weeks. He's a number two receiver. They haven't had Emmanuel Hall for three. So he's struggling finding his go-to guy. And also, I don't – like, against Alabama, I don't think – Missouri's offense was, like, really stagnant. They didn't really try anything dynamic. Like, a lot of it was just vertical passes up the seam. So I don't really think they called – like, they knew they weren't going to be Alabama. So they didn't really call anything to, like, show anything. And last year after six weeks, Missouri was 1-5. and five, And they went off to win six in a row. And their schedule is very similar. So I think Missouri pulls off, like, a 5-1 and one down the stretch. Goes 8-4. and four. They play Kentucky at home. They play at Florida. And besides that, it's a lot of cupcakes. A lot of blowout wins, I think, for Missouri. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. But I have one last thing. Okay. Uh, Nathan Peterman, right? So he came out this week through a pick six. Yeah. Just right off the bat. Yep. I like was trying to wonder, why was he drafted? Okay, so <laughs> I, I came up with that. Because he started his career at Tennessee, and I remember him. He played, like, a couple games. Like, I, I think he got benched over for Josh Dobbs. But uh, I was looking at his past games. He beat, in 2015, he beat Lamar Jackson at Louisville. This was right before his breakout year where he won the Heisman. But he threw for, like, three touchdowns, uh, like 300 yards, something like that. Where? Like, for who? Right, so, for Pittsburgh. For Pittsburgh, my bad. He for Pittsburgh. Yeah, my bad. He to Pittsburgh. He played for Tennessee for two years, transferred to Pittsburgh. And then his senior year in 2016, I talked about Pitt earlier, how they beat Clemson. He was the quarterback for Pittsburgh when they beat Clemson. He was 22 of 37, 308 yards, five touchdowns, and no picks. What the? He did have, he, he did have James Conner hand the ball off. Nate Peterman. Yards and a touchdown. Yes, Nathan Peterman. Watching that game was 52 of 70, yes, 70, for 580 yards, three touchdowns, and three picks. <laughs> Pittsburgh won 43-42. to 42. I I remember this game happening, but I didn't know Nathan Peterman was the quarterback. That's so insane. So if you want to go to point to why Nathan Peterman was drafted, it happened on November 12, 2016. Pittsburgh defeated number one Clemson in Clemson. Nathan Peterman was flawless with five touchdowns, 300 yards. So that is why the Buffalo Bills drafted Nathan <laughs> Good to know, because we're all wondering. Yeah, like, I was wondering why, because I remember him. Like, I didn't really... I remember he was at Pitt, but like, when he, like I remember him from Tennessee, and like I heard he was starting last year. I'm like, how how did he make the league? <laughs> so I had to go back, and I like went back because he reminded everyone who he is this weekend. Came in through pick six. Yeah. And so I had to look him up. I looked through his game log. I'm like, oh wow. So that happened. Yeah. Nate Peterman. I bring that up. Shout out to Nate that, Peterman. That is, that is why he got drafted. There is no other reason. Like, there's no other reason I can think of except he outplayed Deshaun Watson on his own field. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Well, that's good stuff. Uh, well, thank. Uh, also, the the Warriors will beat the uh, Celtics in the finals because that's the NBA now. That's my NBA prediction. Oh yeah, already. Yeah, the MV- MVP is uh, or league MVP will be uh, Giannis. Uh, he'll average like some of the same stat line and whatever. Because the NBA, the NBA starting tomorrow. I had to throw some. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. We did the win total today. <laughs> Giannis MVP, you heard it here first. All right, man. Thanks. Imagine 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 